0: Tuesday, super random. Why is Good Good Talks coming out on a Tuesday? Super glad you asked that question. Well, the interview that I had with Allie last Friday that came out was so good, so full of great stuff that I had to kind of cut it up a little bit. So in the first part of the interview that came out on Friday, Allie and I tackled the question of how we met and what she was celebrating. We talked about studying abroad and just friendships and Figuring out personalities and friendships and relationships and all that jazz. We, did, we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, and so that was a really, really good chunk. And now we're answering that third question that I ask all my people is give me some words of wisdom. Give me some nuggets of truth, of nuggets of wisdom for anybody that's that's listening. And so I took um, the last 30 minutes that Allie and I talked and I wanted to make that just a little separate thing for the listeners so it's not just such a long hour and 45 minute podcast from last Friday. Um so this is what that is. So if you missed Friday's fifth episode with Allie, go ahead and listen to that or if not, you can listen to this first, which is still Allie, but you'll get a little bit more of a background of why Allie has these nuggets of wisdom. Where is she's coming from? Um and gives a little bit more context of what the heck we're talking about. Um Really funny actually someone contacted Allie a couple days ago after the podcast came out and wanted to interview her and like talk about the podcast because they thought she was the person that um, hosted the podcast which is awesome. I told you guys on podcast last on Friday that Allie should be hosting it. She's so good um, at just um, having that conversation and leading the conversation well and asking questions and so it just was really funny. Anyway, here we go. Here's the three nuggets of wisdom. I'm sure she gives... I think she gives more than three, honestly. But they're super good. Hope you all enjoy, and I'll see you on Friday.
1: Gosh. I had to give a little snippet. I didn't have to, but I did. Um, all the seniors in my sorority... I was in a Christian sorority in college. If is the best. Um, <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Woo! So... Uh, all of the seniors have the option of taking, like, five minutes or so before the chapter, before they, in the semester before they graduate, and Mm -hmm. giving a little senior snippet. That's what we call it. Um, so I did mine at retreat, and my friend Shauna came up to me, like, an hour before the bonfire, and was like, hey, you want to give your snippet at the bonfire? And I was like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah. And (laughs) so I really didn't know what I was going to say, um... But what I ended up talking about was, I don't know, college is really hard. It, it is so fun, and it pushes you in so many ways. And
0: It's, it's also just like a weird It
1: is the weirdest place.
0: Season.
1: Don't feel bad if you think it's the weirdest season or you think it's the weirdest place. And I say that because I had a lot of people this last semester like reach into my life. Even a friend I hadn't talked to in literally a couple years sent me a letter and was just like, Hey, I know where you're at. I was there last year. You're going to be okay. Yeah. It feels weird. It, you're going to be okay. You're going to come out okay. Yeah. Um, and college is weird. And yeah. you're going to have points all four years where you're just like, does anybody else feel this? Yeah. Is this real? Is yeah. Is this happening? And it is. Literally. It's weird. You're going to yeah. be okay. You're going to get through it.
0: You'll miss um, it one day. You will. But then you'll also be weirdly. like, I'm glad it's over. It.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of both. So college is weird. That's okay. Um... And really, the most valuable thing I really and truly think that you can spend college doing, because it is so weird and because it's a time where you have full permission to figure out who you are and what you love and what you're feeling called, called towards, mm-hmm. um, the biggest, best thing you can do is figure out how to live loved. Because if you can figure that out, it goes back to what we were talking about, about knowing your personality yeah. and accepting yourself and living out of a place of confidence and not fear. Yeah. Um, all of those things. If you can figure out what works for you to live loved, because for some people it's going to be the Enneagram.
0: <laughs> yeah. Got it.
1: Woo. Um, for me, it was running away to Argentina. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to take, look like different things at different times. And I, when yeah. I say live loved, I mean by, accepting love receiving love from your family from your friends from teachers from whatever but most of all just figuring out how to see yourself in light of how god sees you and who he is and what he's done yeah because that is the only way to really and truly live out of a place where you do not doubt that you are loved yeah and if you don't doubt that you're loved then Everything else that we've mentioned, really and truly, Uh like having confidence in the work that you do and Mm -hmm. just saying, this is my best, I don't care what happens next, that comes out of knowing you are loved and nothing can change that. Um, Battling anxiety, that comes out of knowing that you are loved and nothing can change that no matter what you do wrong or where you stumble or what happens next. And it's a lesson I'm still learning. It's a lesson I think we'll always be learning. But if you can start learning it in college... You're gonna set yourself up so well, not just to love others well, not just to do your work well, but to live well. Yeah. And live. Live healthily, but live well. Yeah. Live loved. That's all I got. Yeah. In all honesty, for always. Love it. Yep. Love it. Yep.
0: Well, do we have so fun? Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Uh,
1: We started at one point. Like, I'm just wordsing all over the place. I, no, I this guess is perfect. that's the
0: point. That's the whole point is it's literally <laughs> just conversation.
1: The only other thing I can think about that we, like, touched on and then uh, moved away from. Because we brought it up, like, you know, we don't hang out that much in person. Oh, yes. The friendship we became friends. Stuff. Yeah. We lived in the same place and did separate things with our lives and then, like, hung out on Fridays and watched movies. Yeah. But I think one of the really cool things to me about our friendship is that we do what works for a while and then we find something else when that stops working. Mm-hmm. So like we had week- weekly FaceTime dates while you were in Prague. Yeah. And like every Thursday morning, I remember it. Like I came or afternoon, I came home from class and we FaceTime. Yes. Was, like, the time difference worked and it was yeah. all good. Um, and when you got back, like we texted right before I went to Argentina, we texted mm-hmm. like every single day and we yeah. were holding account- each other accountable. To we Bible were reading it.
0: We were reading a book for like we a were. hot second.
1: For a hot second. Um, and then, like, this year, I know in the fall, we, like, sent videos back and forth for yes, a while. Yes, we did. You went, yeah. And then I couldn't do videos, so I started doing voice memos. Yeah, and then we I did. I found them the other day. We did. There's all these ones in my phone that say, like, Steph. For Steph, this dumb story. Ah, it's so funny. I love I didn't that. I did to call them. Yeah. But, you no, know, I think that's such a beautiful thing that, um. Just at different seasons, depending on what you're doing with your time, how you're going to be able to communicate looks different. Yeah. And I think that's – having been friends with a lot of people and having seen communication be the reason we don't talk or aren't as close as we used to be, Mm -hmm. I think it's really, really cool that we just continue to do what works. Yeah, yeah. And then when that stops working, we do something else. Well, and it's and not we catch even up when we
0: can and Yeah, like it's like we go we can literally go yeah. three weeks to four weeks without talking. Right. And I think that's a huge like I've learned to give myself grace in exactly. those areas. Where I I'm super good, like I know and I've said before, a part of my personality is shaming myself for things that I just can't do or that I do wrong or whatever and overthinking right. everything. Um yeah. and so that's been So, like, such a blessing to be able to give myself grace and, like, okay, I haven't reached out to her, but also just remember that a relationship is, okay, I love the 50-50, but then also I've heard 100-100, and Mm -hmm. I really think that's what it is Mm -hmm. in every case. Like, you don't give until you receive. You just give, and then you receive, and then it's like, okay, you know, you both just do as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes that can be 50s, whatever. But I just feel like relationships aren't, like, half and half. It's, like, you both get full.
1: My friend started dating someone one time, and somebody asked her, oh, did you find your other half? And she was like, "Uh uh-uh, ever, no, don't ever say that to me. And she was Hmm. like, I am a whole, he is a whole. Together we are a whole new thing. Yes. But we are still both wholes. Absolutely. And I loved that. And I've never gotten over that analogy just because I think that's true for relationships. I think it's true for family. I think it's true for friendships. Yeah. Like, you are a person, there You person. do a whole new
0: thing for somebody else, but you are your person. But you are your person. Yeah.
1: And I think we're both very good at when you are wrestling with something and you don't know what to do and you need to process, mm. you call me. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. I have texted you at all days, times yeah. of the day, night, yeah. week, year, mm. and vice versa. And it's when you te- can text back, you do. And mm. when you can't, you say, I'll call you in an hour or yeah. I'll call you Tuesday. Yeah. And it works... Really well taking the pressure off, mm-hmm. um, and just giving what you can, and knowing the other person is also giving what they can. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that's really, really cool to me, and I'm super grateful for that because it doesn't shake out that way always. Yeah.
0: And I'm tr- just thinking of all the friendships that I have that are good. Right. Are that way. Yeah.
1: Amen. And it's
0: like three or four. Yeah.
1: Same. Same.
0: Two of them be my parents. I'm just kidding. <laughs> The other two being my dog. So, really. No. So, really, I don't
1: even count. (laughs) Of, like,
0: um, no. And, like, I'm just even thinking of Kenzie, the friend that I'm going to live with in Orange County. Uh Uh-huh. Um, we do this thing where, I like, my my person, which is, I think, just the way that we, we are friends as well, is we text each other or call each other. And if we don't get back for, I don't know, we get back sooner to each other than I think... Mm-hmm. most people do. Mm-hmm. Um yes, daddy. We're recording. <laughs> okay. Um Great. sounds good. But We're almost done. I really don't care if someone gets back to me yeah in 5 days or 2 weeks like Same. It's more just knowing that I can send this person a freaking long message. Same. Get it all out. And Same. then just know that they're going to receive it. I know exactly. they're going to receive it. Exactly. Um, and at least reach out to me and, like, let me right. know or mention it next time we talk. They are not going to mind being the person that I process to. Yes. Like, whether or not they can respond
1: in that instance or whether or not they even have a good response yeah. that's helpful. Like, yeah. They don't mind being the person where I put my words. Is yeah, what me and my roommate always. Say. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and then, so, so that's where with that. Kins, I've learned like, I feel like, and Kins, if you're listening, I feel like she, <laughs> um, can she just feels so bad when she doesn't get back to me? But what she doesn't realize is that I'm just processing with you. Yeah, like, it's really okay. And Same, I, dude. I know that you're gonna give back. Right, it's not like I'm not giving. Um just to receive. Like, I'm given just because you're my friend, and I'm going to reach out to you, and I need your process. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Have you read The Broken Way by Anne Bosco? No. I'm going to buy you a copy and put it in the mail. Okay. And her writing style is really interesting. My mom is not her biggest fan, but I love, love, love this um, one chapter of her book, The Broken Way, and it took me a long time to get through, and she's very... She just uses a lot of metaphors and um, a lot of figurative language. Anyways, sorry. Off topic. But there's this chapter of The Broken Way where she talks about um, something she went through with her son. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how it was the middle of the night and he was in the hospital and they still weren't sure why. And, like, he would passed out at home and it was just this crazy thing. Mm-hmm. And she texted one of her best friends who lived in China at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and was just like, I'm so broken. I don't know what to do. And then her friend texted her back and, like, listened for a while and then said, you know what, this is the first time that I've ever felt like we were really and truly friends and really, Mm. like, this friendship was real Mm. because I've brought you my brokenness before and you've received that so well and loved me so well in that, but you have not willingly come to me with yours Mm. until tonight. Mm. And that, like, blew my mind Mm. because I think in a lot of times when we do friendships and when we do relationships – we really struggle with that and not feeling guilty or burdening in bringing other people our brokenness when yeah. really that's what you want. And mm-hmm. if they don't have to respond perfectly. They don't have to respond right away. Yeah. All they want is to be a person that you trust to give that With their to. brokenness. Yeah. With your broken. Yeah. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, totally. It's,
1: I just, I don't know. I love that story and love that way of thinking about it because mm-hmm. I don't think that's very clear to us the way that she was describing us. Yeah. Describing it sometimes. Because that's all, what we're talking about here is that mm-hmm. you don't have to respond right, right away. You don't have to respond perfectly. Yeah. I don't need the answer. I just, you know, want... I don't need to give the answer. I just want to be the person, a person, that you're willing and comfortable being you, the real yeah you. When yeah. it's hard and when it's good.
0: Yeah. Both. Yeah. No, yeah. totally. Definitely. And I'm even thinking, like chelsea my mentor of i literally will text her and call her and leave her a voicemail and she won't ever call me back or text me and she always feels so bad i'm like dude I don't care. All I needed was to call you and know that you're going to listen to the voicemail. Right. And if know something that
1: really you, stuck out to you, I trust you to call me yeah. or text me or say, hey, yeah. no, 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 this one thing.
0: Or also, you know, I will text and call you and if I absolutely need you. Oh, yeah. Like, if Not I'm too. dying, I'm going <laughs> to, I will tell you. Exactly. Um, exactly. But, yeah, where, yeah, that's just, and you don't really have, yeah, you don't have many friends that can be that for sure. Right, right. Um... But yeah. I think also, too, I've, like, just knowing that every friendship is different. Yeah. Of, um... Yes, Daddy? What's up? Hello. Hello. What's going on? We're recording. Who you on? Yeah. Say hello. Hello.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the face that went over yeah. that was really good.
0: Um, oh, just knowing that, um... Yeah, friend. every friend is different. Of, yeah. like, there's mm-hmm. not, um, because I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the best friend. Yeah. Because I truly, truly don't think that my best friend is one person, and if it's ever going to be one person, it's no. going to be my husband. More because mm-hmm. I get my person, and my person right now, and everybody understands that, but my person right now is Ali Mendez. Right. Hey. But what I her. hate is that I feel like when I put weight on that friendship, it loses. I feel like my other friends be right. like, well, what's this? What is my friendship? Then? Right. When that's not what I'm saying at all, mm-hmm. and that's why I hate the best friend thing. It's like, yeah, so if I call I my husband not, my yeah. best friend, <laughs> it's then like, it's well, like, none well, none of
1: y'all you, none you, of you are my have hu- the same relationship. Yeah, none like, of you naturally. are my
0: husband as well, so like, you're literally, yeah, so that's so what makes matter. it easier. You could
1: just call Jesus your best friend yeah. up until
0: then. Really, you could. You know, you're right. You, um, can't, you can't argue with that. But it's either. just the, like, that heaviness that I hate right. assigning sure. to one person because I don't ever want my other friendships to lose, like their value. value right right, right yeah but right. um I have learned that there are just there are just friends that like the one in a million kind of people mm-hmm. and um understanding that and also just knowing that not everybody's gonna like I said not everyone's the same friends so that not everybody's going to communicate the same way that you think they are no exactly where right. I think okay well the way that Allie and Mendez and I communicate, or the way that we communicate, or the right. way that Morgan and I communicate is not going to be the same way that my new friends that I meet are going to communicate, Absolutely, you know, or just anybody mm-hmm. else that walks into my life. And that's okay, but not ever like throwing these expectations on them because sure. one person does that. Right. Um, and just being careful of that. Cause I've done that right. to many people and haven't realized it. Right.
1: And I think I freak people out when I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> I've gotten that before, too. That, like, yeah. I, because I will, I am very prone to say, well, okay, articulate that. Tell me more about that. Tell yeah. me why you respond this way to this event. Because I want to understand how the people I love think and how, what makes them tick. Because that's the way that you can love them best and yeah. you can communicate with them the best because yeah. every single person is different. So if I, if I, if I push you to be a, to be real or to be honest or um ask more questions than you think is necessary, which is always <laughs> then it's not it's really not it's it comes out of that place of wanting to communicate the best way possible. Yeah. Um yeah for that person.
0: And so when people understand that about right. you it makes it makes the friendship or the relationship right. whatever it is yeah, more healthy. Exactly. And so it's what's hard is like you can be all that you want to be, but if someone doesn't know how to receive it. Yeah, then amen. it's it's not gonna be right. Yeah, and so I right. think that's what's so so incredibly beautiful about the enneagram is that I can mm-hmm. say, oh, Daisy. Well, um, I can say, okay, I know like sevens. My mom is a seven, super driffl, super awesome person, but she hates. Um. Anything that's like bad, any like, any yeah. fear, any pain, Negativity. she's gonna push away. Mm-hmm. Um, which then she covers with more joy and more joy and more like thinking and looking like she's great. When beneath the surface, she's like mm-hmm. real struggling, but she's never gonna like really mm-hmm. realize that. And knowing that about my mom makes me say, okay, mom, like, tell me what the heck's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you? Okay, so yes, you may seem really happy, but make sure you tell mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you're feeling. Yeah, um, I do like that aspect you know, of it.
1: Because to, it's almost like you already asked the questions. Like yeah. the test asked the questions for you. Yeah. Now you just get to know how to respond.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And so sure. knowing that about people's personalities or very much knowing that um it's okay when people don't want don't like conflict. Yeah. Um, like their number nine is someone that just that hates conflict. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mm-hmm. do well with it. My dad, I swear, is that number, but he's not sure. We're not really sure what he is. Mm-hmm. Um but I have a little piece of that in me as well mm-hmm. because that's my dad. Um mm-hmm. but at the same time I also don't care about conflict. Mm-hmm. Like I'll tell you what's going on mm-hmm. and that's fine. Um same. but when other people are yelling at each other, sometimes I'm like, just be nice to each other, please yeah. stop. Um but knowing that about somebody helps you like, okay, call them out on things or sure. know that calling them out may not be the best thing. Or right. you know, that I don't know, just like Allie's not good in conflict whatsoever hates conflict, mm-hmm. um, or understanding that someone's, Allie's personality is a people pleaser, and mm-hmm. she knows that about herself, and then when I can point that out and say as a friend, dude, chill, like, right. you're not, are you doing this right. for yourself, or are you doing this for other people? Yeah. Um, and so knowing that about your personality mm-hmm. helps so much in being friends, um, right. and. It's so, I'm so curious, I
1: really, now, see, I really do want to take it tonight and figure out what I am, just. Yeah. I'm trying. I really don't I'm so know what curious you'd be. Because I think part of the joy and the cool thing for me is having these conversations where you push each other to articulate why it is you respond that way. Yeah. Because part of it, like, yes, it's helpful to know all that about your personality. Mm-hmm. But if you're, I think you have to know how to put it into words in yourself too. Yeah. And how to be able to tell people, this is how I respond to things. Yeah. This is what I know about The way I work, yeah, and I love hearing that from people. I love hearing people articulate um, the ways that they think. Yeah, looking at how um, that's different or the same or changes over time, or or yeah,
0: yeah, and even like the healthy and unhealthy is what gets me of knowing. Excuse me, Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Because they give you literally, it's like I think it's four different things Mm -hmm. of the very healthy, which is kind of like you want to always be here and strive Mm -hmm. to be here, but we're not all perfect. We all Mm -hmm. suck at just being people most times. And so Mm -hmm. we're kind of like under that. And then there's another layer. And then there's another layer where it's super unhealthy. Um, and being able to, to know that when I am unhealthy, I run to a place where I, um, am super emotional, super in my head, super like, they don't want to be friends with me. This is stupid. Like I put myself in a corner, Mm -hmm. um, and that, that happened to me when I was leading worship a couple of months ago because I was like the third pick, mm. um, which doesn't necessarily matter to me, but it mm-hmm. really got to my head mm-hmm. and I let it and I let myself mm-hmm. go sit in a corner right? because the introvert in me is like, okay, that's fine. That's what I need. But really it's not because right. then I'm sitting there thinking, um, I'm the worst. No one wants to be friends with me. Right. And that's what the my negative side of my unhealthy side of a one can lead to, which is a four, the emotional side. But when I know that I'm positive and uplifting and like the joyful side of myself is a seven, which is my mom, which I love Mm -hmm. that I can like strive to be like her, Mm -hmm. um, just knowing those, knowing where I'm going in that unhealthy and healthy is so great because I, it just has changed the way I've looked at myself. I like that. And, and knowing that it's right. okay to be unhealthy. Like, it's I mean, obviously no one wants no, to be. right. But it's, we all have our crappiness. Well, it
1: sounds really f- similar to this thing that I did in drum major camp um, my senior year of high school. And there was a leadership component to this camp because that's part of what you do as a drum major in the marching band. And um, the guy who did it that year had us, he wrote down this, like, fear to love continuum. Hmm. And it's, I don't, there's like ten. Maybe levels between fear and fear is the bottom one and love is the top one. And you move somewhere between and from like grief, shame, um, are two of the ones under there, like on the fear side, um, peace, acceptance are two of the ones on the love side. And the bit, I don't remember all of the levels, but I do remember him saying that, you know, it doesn't really matter where you fall on it. Mm. That's not the important thing. The important thing is saying, is recognizing, okay, this is where I am. Yeah. I'm going to be where I am Mm -hmm. until I'm done being that. Exactly. Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to sit in shame. Sit what you're feeling. Sit in where you're feeling. Sit in in fear until I'm sick of fear. Yeah. I'm going to sit in acceptance until I feel like I can look ahead on the ladder and say, okay, now how. What's the next step? I'm, I'm tired of this. Yeah. How, what do I need to do to get myself from acceptance to peace? Yeah. What do I need to do to get myself from peace to love? Yeah. And I thought that was just the best possible way you could think about living and treating yourself kindly and yeah. understanding who you are and yeah. not um, putting any more expectations on yourself than the world already does. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes
0: sense. I've always said sit in the crap and sit in the mess. Yeah. And like Oh, feel my best friend it.
1: Jess, she like – she never she always laughs at me because any she knows when she comes to me about something that the first thing I'm gonna say is, Well, sit in it until you're done feeling it. Yeah. And she yeah. always is just like, I don't even bother asking you until I'm done, until feeling, I'm done it feeling it. Until I'm done feeling it. <laughs> because yeah. I know you're gonna start yeah. with that. Yeah. Because sitting in I it. I love that.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's
1: it's what you have to do It sometimes sounds to horrible. a healthy point. But like you have to process where you're at in order yeah. to go somewhere different. Yeah. And for you sure. have to learn I think too, and this is a part of college and a part of growing up, and a part of just learning who you are is that you have to, um, accept where you are in the moment and just learn how my dad calls it the discipline of holding things. And I really, really love that mm-hmm. and have just like pulled that analogy apart since he said it a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. just because I love the idea of just sitting with stuff and not, um, letting it change who you are. Yeah. But figuring out what to do with it. And what do you need to hold on to? Yeah. Not you get a choice in what you hold. Oh, for sure. You choose how you feel. Right. Sure. You choose what you hold. You choose how you feel about what you hold. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you're just holding it. Yeah. It's not, it's not changing who you are at your core.
0: And I don't know, there's
1: something really, really cool that I just keep pulling apart in that. Yeah. And writing and probably will on the blog for like the next year. No, I really, I really
0: like that because I think we, both of us have experienced like there is a point and I, cause I just said this and I want to make sure that other people understand mm-hmm. that I, yes, I truly believe that you sit in the mess, sit in the crap, figure it out. And then choose which way you're going to go. Choose mm-hmm. what you're going to hold. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also times when chemically and just, like... Oh, for sure. In life, it just... You Amen. can't... Amen. Choose. Because the no. choice has already been made for you in right. your... Chemically and just the way your body is set up. Um, right. Like, depression, anxiety, run in my family. And I right. had to be okay with the fact of, like... Okay, I'm feeling this. um. I'm going to feel it, but also I'm doing everything in my power and to choose not to feel it, yet it's right. still not working. Right. And then that's, that's okay. That's when you get help. That's when you, absolutely. you know, um, that's
1: the point when your choice doesn't become, what do I hold? Your choice becomes, who do I ask to help hold it with me? Oh my gosh. I like that a lot. Who, what do I need to keep holding? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, um, mm-hmm. That's the point. Yeah, I completely and wholeheartedly agree with that. And I really i am glad that you said that that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I think what's hardest, hardest, hardest for me is hearing when people um, struggle with depression and just can't ever get out of it. No matter how much medicine they take, no matter how great they do. But I also feel like mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there comes a point, like, and I don't know, I just want, I want to be careful in saying this, but, like, there comes a point of... You do everything you can, mm-hmm. medicine-wise, counseling-wise, exercise-wise, everything-wise, and then it gets to the point where you still have to choose. Like, absolutely. Then it's then it's a choice again of like, absolutely.
1: Um, and you have to keep choosing, and yeah. you have to keep, um, man, and it sucks, and I hate it that that is the brokenness of the world that we yeah. live in. Yeah. Yeah. And I completely agree with you that that breaks my heart all the time, um, every single day. mm Hmm. But at the end of the day, and I was talking about this with a friend at the end of the school year too, you get a choice in how you, and how you see it. And Mm -hmm. it may not be better and it may not be changing. Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to keep choosing to see hope and see options and see future there.
0: Yeah. And if you don't, that's when, that's when it gets hard. That's when it becomes more of a fight, um, Yeah, for right, sure. Right. Um. Right. Yeah. Dang, girl. Where are we at? Here we
1: are. <laughs> I feel like this I can, love this a lot. This can, is a cool. I'm really, really glad that you're doing the podcast format just because I think it's a really neat way to get to process things with people and mm-hmm. have conversations that wouldn't happen naturally. But who knows, you know, how they're gonna play out for other people and what other people might take away from listening to them no because I know I'm gonna go back and listen to this once you publish it (laughs) and be like oh my gosh wow xyz I'm gonna spend a year thinking about that
0: (laughs) yes no and that's why I wanted that's why one of the podcasts is like yeah I love blogging and will never stop blogging like I think that there's a beauty in writing that Speaking can't necessarily meet, right? Um,
1: but I think there's a reason that so many bloggers become speakers. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead, and finish with
0: no, <laughs> no, yes. And, um, and I think I've and like I love videos and I love all, yeah, yeah. like I said, like we talked about, I love sending videos, we would send videos yeah, back and forth great. all the time, but then it gets to the point where, um, really all you can do is just listen, right. And so with writing blogs, you can, you have to kind of, for me, I'm someone that I have to sit and be still when I'm reading something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I can't take it all in, mm-hmm. which is why reading Christian books and all of that is really hard for me to right. read time. it quickly because I just can't absorb it. Sure. Um, so with podcasts, there's that, I can listen to it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what it's been. I think that it's maybe just been something I've learned, um, as I've gotten stronger in is listening and then being able to soak it in as I listen mm-hmm. um because I've always been a very visual kinesthetic learner mm-hmm. um and it's always been hard for me to learn just mm-hmm. lecture wise mm-hmm. but I think this has helped me learn that's really cool just speaking wise and hearing yeah. other people I um, and not having to see anything like honestly I think I could do really well in a class if I just put my head down and listen <laughs> you know like didn't have to watch them right um but also watching them would help too because it's visual right um, right but I think yeah that's why I wanted to do it was that it right. could be the um the outlet for other people to that
1: makes perfect listen
0: sense. and maybe just catch like one nugget or even if it wasn't even one of the nuggets that you shared. It sure. could literally just be what you said about friendships or abroad right. or whatever. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. That's Everyone
1: what. has their... I mean, it. we've been saying it through this whole time is that everybody views the world just slightly differently, even when we share all the same beliefs and passions. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: so having those other angles to hear from and look from mm-hmm. can really be all you need sometimes. Yeah. For whatever... Whatever is on your heart, whatever is in your life, whatever you're yeah. kind of staring down.
0: For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, this is how everybody ends their podcast. It says, Thanks for joining us, Allie. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, stuff Thanks uh-huh. for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> you're fine. And that's a wrap.